conversations about love and sex arise, sometimes people only hit the surface. With us, we're going to dive deeper. I'm Anthony Brinson. I'm Elle Fromm. And, and this, this is, is the Going, going Deeper, deeper podcast. podcast. We're back. We're back. I've missed you, Elle. I ain't going to lie to you. I, yes, I feel like I haven't seen you in a really long time. Yeah, it's been a minute. And um, let's just say I've had a very crazy and unfortunate November. I'd rather not talk about it on the mic, but we, we have some conversating to do, unfortunately, and some unfortunate perspectives. But this is going to be a highlight of my day, especially since Aww. I'm so glad December is, like, I had a crazy November. Like, so I'm, I'm glad to see you, I'm glad to be recording, and I'm glad it's December 1st. So happy holidays, everybody. Yes, happy holidays if you celebrate Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, other holidays that could fall around this time, or if you just like the holidays. Happy winter. Yeah, I've been trying to make sure I say, like, happy holidays instead of, like, happy Thanksgiving, happy Christmas, because you never know who celebrates what. Uh-huh. And it's been it's been working. Like, you get interesting conversations of, like, oh, I kind of celebrate. Like, I, I said it to my professor. I was like, oh, do you celebrate Thanksgiving? And he was like, uh, I didn't celebrate it growing up, but now, like, as, um, like, in recent years, we've tried to. So it's pretty interesting to see, like, different perspectives and stuff. It is. I Christmas is personally my favorite holiday. Same. We could We might do an episode next week about, like, relationships in the holidays because it's a big time for a lot of people mm-hmm. sometimes it's when people meet their significant other's parents it's like a thing to propose on christmas morning really That's yes i didn't know that until i there is a movie with Kristen stewart and aubrey plaza it's on hulu it's a lesbian christmas movie which is why i watched mm. it and it's actually pretty good i say that plot sounds pretty good it's what's it called oh apparently there's lots of lesbian christmas movies <laughs> Hulu, like, well, it's not as specific as you may think. I think it's called, let's see. Yes, it's called Happiest Season. It's on Hulu. It came out three years ago. Really, really good. You guys, honest to God, you should watch this movie. Even if, like, one, if you're LGBTQ and you want good representation of a movie, this is one. Or if you just like Christmas movies like me. Uh, except for Elf. I have beef with Elf. No, <laughs> really? How come? I feel, I, he is so annoying. <laughs> I cannot watch that movie without getting infuriated with oh. Will Ferrell. Oh. <laughs> Every, like, everyone's like, oh, it's funny, he's an elf. I'm like, that is a, like, if you met somebody like that in real life, you would want to punch them. Oh. <laughs> like, some shows you watch, like The Office or something, and you realize that, like, it might be funny on TV, but if you ever knew somebody like that in your real life, they would drive you insane. Mm. like Michael Scott, or even, um, speaking of Aubrey Plaza, her character on Parks and Rec, everybody thinks she's, like, so funny, and I see, like, oh, she's so relatable. She's just flat-out mean to everybody who isn't <laughs> Andy on that show. Mm. Like, if I had a coworker like that, I would not like them. Yeah, I mean, people's humor would be different. And like, um, we were actually, I just this just came to mind, we were talking about friends off the mic, and... Was it Chandler, the guy's name, who passed away? Yes. Yeah, R.P. Uh, Chandler. It seemed like like Matthew Perry is the actor. Yeah. Um, R.P. to Matthew Perry. It seemed like a lot of people were understandably um, sad about that. Like he seemed like was he the main character? Friends or didn't have a them? main character. That was the whole point of the show. Oh, friend. I, makes sense. Okay, but yeah, but that was unfortunate. And with like shows and stuff, I know uh, most likely all shades of chocolate is going to be talking about um like favorite TV shows, sitcoms, and all that. So, um. It's good to see the impact these shows can have, but it becomes very sweet when, like, we get older and, like, things happen. And that's the thing. I think sometimes you can get sad about somebody's death and have people tell you, oh, this has happened to me before. You didn't even know them. Why are you upset? I mean, people who watch Friends over and over and over, which is crazy because it's not a bad show. I just think it's a little overrated. Mm, hot take. 
I, I feel like most people would agree that it's overrated. I don't think most people would say it's bad, mm-hmm. but it gets a lot. Like, it's not the best TV show ever made, you know? People mix up what you just said. Like, I agree with that premise of, like, overrated doesn't mean bad. Yeah. But people take overrated as an insult so much that mm-hmm. it, it, like, they create negative connotation. I've never sat down and watched it, so I don't have an opinion, but. Like, I think The Office is overrated. I don't think it's bad. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm not a big fan of that, like, cringe humor. Mm. Which, and I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think it is funny. It's just not my type of humor. So I think people who say, like, again, The Office is the best show ever made, it's not. It's a, <laughs> it's a show you can put on around pretty much everyone. Mm. Like, if you can't decide what to watch with somebody, put on The Office. I, mm. I've never met anybody who's had been like, don't play that in front of me. There are certain episodes I can't watch because I get really bad secondhand embarrassment. But <laughs> what, um, what would you say is your type of humor? I don't know. That's a really good question. Like within a TV, I have favorite TV shows, but they're not comedies. That was going to be my next question of uh, favorite TV shows. My favorite TV show is Elementary on CBS with mm. Johnny Miller, I think is his name, and Lucy Liu. Okay, okay. And then my other favorite TV show, neither of these shows are on anymore, is Castle with Nathan Fillion and Stana Kajic, which is so good. Because mm. I, one, she's just a very talented actress. I think she's so cool. Um, yeah, I love that show. You know what's really interesting and that I was going to bring up on the podcast? What? My sister drove me somewhere, and she put on a podcast, and I, I put in my headphones because I'm not, and this is ironic, I actually am not a big fan of podcasts. Wow. <laughs> and now I have one. It's crazy. I need a, I, I don't like that you can't see the people. Mm. Um, but what annoyed me about the podcast she was listening to is that they talked for, like, seven minutes before getting to the topic. <laughs> And that's what I'm doing right now. Uh, so it seems like we had six minutes and so nowhere near I'm the not topic. hitting seven. So we're mm. going to talk about today's topic. Which is? Which is STD and SDI prevention and treatment. Which is very, very important just in general because, and like the whole premise of this podcast is just love and sex education. And mm-hmm. I was just talking with, um, I was in my education minor class actually on how that was something and we've even talked about this. I don't know if it's been on the pod, but just something that wasn't a part of my life, like sex education. Like that yeah. was a big, like, we don't talk about those type of things. So, and I've always, as growing older and like learning it on my own for the most part, I think about like, man, I would want, like if and when I have kids, I would want them to have that education just off a safety perspective. Exactly. I'm not sure if you guys can pick up that audio. It's Friday and our coworkers are having a good laugh. Which yeah, shout out the newsroom. Yes, it's a wonderful place to work. I really like the atmosphere here. But if you can hear it, apologies. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there are a t- First thing we're going to do is differentiate STD and STI. Which, for me, even to a refresher, is important because I didn't know there was a difference for the longest time. Well, here's the thing. There, like, is and there isn't. Mm. So, like, the Planned Parenthood website, shout out Planned Parenthood, they do important work. Um, most, most regular people use them interchangeably. Mm-hmm. So infections that get passed to one person to another during sex. That's usually what people mean when they say STD, usually what they mean when they say STI. But doctors can distinguish between them. So sometimes people mean different things when they say them. So this is from verywellhealth.com. Shout out verywellhealth.com. They are quoting... um, Uh, Dr. H. Hunter Hansfield, who wrote in a documentary 
that STD became standard terminology in the 1970s, part to get away from the stigmatized term venereal disease, which is a very stigma. But the thing is, I think no matter what you call it, there's going to be stigma around STDs and STIs. Yeah. Because it's just not something people like. It's considered, like, dirty Mm -hmm. or shameful. Or if you have one, then you're, like, a slut, which is, number one, not a big fan of that word. Number two, you can get STDs and STIs even if you don't have multiple partners. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the difference between STDs and STI, according to this doctor. STDs begin as STIs. Mm. Infection occurs when a sexually transmitted bacteria, virus, or other microbe enters the body and begins multiplying. Once established, the infection may progress into a disease. Mm. So some people use them interchangeably. Some people use, like, STI as what causes an STD. So... Out of curiosity, why aren't you a fan of the word slut? I just, I know sometimes people like reclaim it. I don't have a problem with that. I just, as I don't like slut shaming, so I don't like the word slut. You know, like it's very, it's an odd insult. You know, like, oh, how dare you have sex with more than one partner? If you're not cheating on anybody and you're not lying to anybody, who cares? Well, Unfortunately, too many people would care, but I agree with you. Like, like you said, if you're not cheating and y'all are safe, it's y'all business. Especially if you're over the age of eighteen, especially in the world's eyes, you grown. So it's also misogynistic because an insult to a man. Like, if I told you, "Hey, you seem like you get laid a lot," that's not an insult to a man, but that's essentially what slut means: someone who gets laid a lot. Yeah, and right. A guy would be like, "Yeah, I do," but <laughs> like you say that to a woman, and they're like offended, and it's like. Like, I would use that as a compliment. You look like you get laid a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would never say that. It's kind of an insane thing to say. <laughs> but why is that an insult? And you made an important distinction because that's literally how it is from my perspective of talking to people around my age who are male. And it's it's a weird dynamic to have because the closest thing to an insult is, like, calling the dude a fuckboy. But even then, it's like people don't really take that as an insult. So... I mean, are you allowed to say that? Well, so we had an interesting, our uh, house lights interesting conversation. They said something, and they were like, "We have a podcast called Going Deeper." I think it will be okay. All right, so they don't need to throw us under the bus like that. Which, by the way, they um they want to do a collab with us in February. Oh my god, no, we should. That yes. would be awesome. So Absolutely. I mean, until somebody talk, come to me about it, yes, is what it is. Although I don't know if you can say the f word. Well, if I'm being technical, you know, boy was attached to the word. Sure. But I'll make sure not to OD the use of certain language just in case. Okay. But because um, I think Chris has us under like explicit content on Transistor anyway. Oh. So. Starts I mean, cussing violence. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was very tempted to start doing that, but I'm not going to do that. So there's a bunch of different types of STD. Yeah. Shout out our STD, newsroom. Yep. <laughs> STD and STIs. I'm taking this from the center, uh, the CDC. Centers of Disease Control and Prevention. Um, so, yeah, if I was going to say, if you have a favorite that's left off the list, but favorite maybe is not the right, right word for that. Mm-hmm. If you notice one's left off the list, apologies. But uh, that bacterial vaginosis, which isn't technically an STD because you can, it's because, like it's a bacterial thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm trying to think of the best way to say that. But it's a condition that can in- increase your chances of getting an STD. Mm, so, like, okay. if you've ever heard women talk about, or, Another thing that's going to get technical in this episode in particular, but on the podcast as a whole, when I say woman, I'm referring to a person with female reproductive organs. So a cisgender woman or anybody who identifies however way they want, not my business, 
but who has female sex organs. Um, Thank you for the uh, disclaimer. Yes. And usually that's not always super relevant to what we're talking about, but since today we're talking about anatomy, it is relevant. Mm -hmm. So people with vaginas, vulvas, the works, all the plumbing. I never liked when people said plumbing. The works. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You can get BV. It's like, if you've ever heard, again, women or people with vaginas talking about their pH balance, it can get thrown off Mm. by stuff like that, by bacterial vaginosis. That's treatable. That's curable. Some STDs are not. We're going to get into more specifically herpes a bit later. Um, Quick question out of curiosity before we continue. Are you going to get into the specifics of like how do you get these certain things how can you heal all that are we going that in depth or no just mm-hmm. for the audience okay just make it sure i just wanted to run through a list mm-hmm. um because some of them are curable and some of them are treatable and there is a difference because um basically like what an std is is an infection or a disease that is passed through intimate sexual conduct so okay Contact, sorry. Mm. So that could be penetrative sex. That could be um, oral sex, kissing even. Um, And I think that kissing isn't something people think of. But the main main problem, we're going to talk a little bit more about the stigma later, but the main problem with stigma is that it causes people to be dishonest and to lie about, like, a certain STD or SDI they may have, and then you're putting other people's health in danger. Mm -hmm. So if we, you know, as a society are able to stop getting so worried about stuff like this, we will all be healthier. And if I'm not mistaken, is it illegal to not communicate that you have, uh, uh, like, STI, STD? I am fairly certain it is illegal to not tell someone you have HIV, I don't think it, that's true of all STDs because that seems like it'd be very difficult to regulate. But it is illegal. I'm 95% sure we're going to look this Man, up. Luckily, team. Google is free. As right? Well. I got my laptop right here. <laughs> Typey type type. Quick little ASMR. Just. Right? To I typed, is it illegal? And the first thing that came up is, is it illegal to dumpster dive in Michigan? <laughs> I've never looked that up before. Okay. Is it illegal to not disclose an STD? Yeah, okay, HIV. Uh, Michigan law requires that you tell your sexual partner that you have HIV before having vaginal or anal sex with them unless you are medically suppressed and have no intent to spread spread the virus. Certain medications you can get to what they call undetectable, where your levels are so low they are not detectable. Um, Yeah, we're going to get into HIV later and also herpes, but back to our list. Mm -hmm. I have like 18 tabs open, so it's taking me a minute to find the list, team. All right. Um, chlamydia, gonorrhea, hepatitis, different types of hepatitis, herpes, HIV, and AIDS. Um, HPV, this one is called mycoplasma genitalium. Mm-hmm. Um, pelvic inflammatory disease. These are also kind of links. So some of these are, um, you could probably get pelvic inflammatory disease doing something else. Syphilis, trichomonasasis, um, and then there's many, many more. Mm-hmm. But those are like the big ones. And I was telling Jada this earlier. Why do so many of them start with an H? That's confusing. Mm-hmm. And I know what you're thinking. You can't tell the difference between herpes and hepatitis. I can. I just feel like we could have. I feel like when if you ask somebody to think of like STDs, they would think of herpes, hepatitis, and HIV. And those all start with H. Hmm. I never even put that to uh, Right? That I didn't realize that either until I was making a list of them. So why it's relevant to our community and our campus there's a study from 2010 that says one in four college students 
have an STI. Wow. And this is another reason, this is today's main message, get tested regularly. Because a lot of STDs don't always show physical symptoms. So you could have it and not even know you have it, and then you're transmitting it to somebody else. And that's obviously, you don't want to do that. And I'd even add... You're, he's cracking his knuckles. That's the noise you hear. <laughs> yeah. And I'd even add, because I've got them done at least twice, but blood test. Like, I know the, uh, like, if you do, like, a pee test, it can get, um, like, the results. Even, I've done both. Like, when I've gotten uh, tested, I just did a pee test and a blood test because it, it's like um, double checking. And mm-hmm. if that makes sense, and that'd be my personal recommendation if, like, insurance, uh, you can, and if it's available. For women, it's a swab. Really? Oh, it's not the same for... It is not the same. It's it's a swab, and it's kind of a little painful. I'm not like a you. swab in your lower area or in your vagina? Yeah. Wow, I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, they take, like, a really long Q-tip, they swab it, and they send it. Wow. It's not as painful as a pap smear. Hmm. Well... Yeah, with uh, either method, because I just literally just, or I actually just learned that in live time that it was different uh, testing. Whichever one is comfortable for you and available, like Ayo said, get tested as much as you can. Our, speaking of pap smears, they are so painful. Oh my God, I had to get one. Literally um, had one yesterday and I cried it hurt so bad. I'm at, looking at Shakira right now. Yeah, shout out Shakira, she's in the room. As the male in the room, what is a pap smear? They take this thing that looks like a freaking duck. Uh, like quack, like a beak. It look, it's. Called, I think it's called a speculum. <laughs> oh, is that the one sure. that open you? Yes, because they, oh, they have to. Wow. Pa- they have, and I get why it's done mm-hmm. because you obviously I don't want cervical cancer. Yeah. Um, but they take like this brush and they brush against it, and it really, really hurts. That's not, uh, wow. Some pe- I'm I'm sure there are people with cervixes who it doesn't hurt. Jealous, mm-hmm. but I've heard from lots of lots of I've anecdotal evidence here which isn't great as a journalist, but um, lots of people I know have said that it, it does hurt. And it, I, like I said, I had one yesterday and I literally cried. I was embarrassed. I wasn't that embarrassed, but I was like, not me crying right now. I was just talking to Shakira about this yesterday. Like women, shout out y'all or shout out people with vaginas. Y'all go through so much. Really? We do. Like y'all bleed like every month. Like I, mind blown. Mm-hmm. Crazy. And y'all also have to deal with, not every uh, man, male is like this, but men who don't really care about y'all in terms of like making sure y'all body is okay or making sure mm-hmm. like they get checked for y'all and it's again I'm, I'm not a saint but it's it's just unfortunate to see it is unfortunate especially to see people who don't grown men who don't understand how the female reproductive system works I'm not saying you need to be a gynecologist I'm not saying you know you definitely need to know what a fallopian tube is but like men who don't know that the vagina and the urethra are separate or um, men who don't know, like there have been people who have made comments about women's reproductive rights and health when, and just said blatantly false things like, um, uh, like when a, when a woman has, or when a, when a person who menstruates has their period, Mm -hmm. it's not like a constant stream of blood you would lose way too much blood doing that. There's not even enough in the uterine lining for that all to come out. Hmm. Or men who think it's like going to the bathroom, like you can control when the blood comes out. Also not true. As somebody who I would quickly admit I don't know something, that is that sounds so dumb that people would think that. Like you can just control, if you can control the blood, that would make it 
easy. It uh, would make it so much easier. You wouldn't need feminine hygiene products. The whole point of it is that you have to wear it all the time because you don't know when the blood's going to, you know, if you sneeze, it's like freaking Niagara Falls. Um, <laughs> um, out of curiosity, personal question, well, just personal opinion, how do you feel about male gynecologists? Because that was a thing on Twitter of like a debate. Personally, I when I request, when I like make an appointment, I request a female doctor because I'm more comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there's a problem with men being gynecologists. I mean, the world probably needs more doctors if that's the specialty you want to study, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I'm not comfortable with it, but I know that lots of people are. It doesn't really bother them because I think one thing to keep in mind with all doctors, you know, hopefully, is that like they're not v- – going to the gynecologist is not a sexual experience. Mm-hmm. To you, like think about how many vulvas they see in a day. You know, mm-hmm. like obviously we don't all get that looked at that intensely every single day, but for them, like it's their job. They yeah. they don't see you sexually. At least they shouldn't. Um, so yeah, I don't know that I'd be comfortable with a male gynecologist. I think I'd be fine with a male obstetrician, which are what is okay. So when people say OBGYN, what they're saying oh. is obstetrician gynecologist. Oh, so I. Th- I think all obstetricians are gynecologists, but not all gynecologists are obstetricians. So obstetrician has to do with pregnancy and like the doctor who delivers your baby. I think I'd be fine with a male obstetrician, mm-hmm. but at least now at my age, I don't, I wouldn't want a male mm-hmm. gynecologist. You know what? An idea I just had for uh, the podcast, if we can have like a sexual fact of the day or like a sexual and <gasps> romantic fact of the day oh my God, or fact Anthony. of the episode. I can't believe we didn't think of that. All right, we'll start that next week. And we could have, like, a message of the day. Like, what's the main point? Today's main point is please get tested. Yeah. Please get tested for STDs and STIs. And there's, like, a lot of different ways to do it. Practice safe sex. That'll be for another episode, but today's is get tested. <laughs> yeah. Because um, we're going to talk about prevention, too. Yeah, so we went over the list. I'm running back to my silly little outline here. Um, yeah, one in four college students have one. So we're going to talk a little bit more about... I wish we had time to go like in depth everybody or every disease, but we're going to talk about HIV and AIDS and then herpes. So to start with herpes, this is something I legitimately did not know. I didn't know you have it your whole life. Yeah, we was talking about that right before we started recording because I didn't know that either. And I'm not so since especially since you have a computer, correct me if I'm not on the right track. But I think I've heard some people say like. Not that you're born with herpes, but certain, like, cells or some parts of it are, like, in people. I have never seen I don't, that because it's, it's a virus. You can't be born. I don't – fairly certain you can't be born with a virus. If I'm dead something. wrong, I don't Can you Google this. it just in case? Like, obviously, you're not born with herpes, but some – it's something – because it was a young lady on TikTok who um, had The pinnacle herpes. of correct information. Yeah, you know, I know, right? They had herpes, and they were trying to educate, like – um, not that you can be born with it, but some parts of can be. Oh, congenital something. herpes. Yes, congenital herpes is an infection caused by exposure in the uterus. Babies can contract congenital herpes in the birth canal during delivery. Mm. Okay. So, yeah, a lot of these, a lot of these diseases and infections have complicated names and like different names. Mm-hmm. So, congenital herpes simplex is an infection caused by exposure in the uterus. In most cases, babies contract congenital herpes in the birth canal during delivery. It affects about 30 in every 100,000 babies. Um, And then herpes simplex viral, or virus, embarrassing, 
that's what people mean when they say herpes. That's adults and, um, unfortunately, if they're assaulted or abused, children. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that we're not going to talk a ton about congenital herpes, but it is a thing that exists. So where is my silly little article? Okay, sorry I said gang. I say that a lot. Okay, so there's two types of herpes simplex virus, HSV-1 and HSV-2. So oral herpes is usually caused by HSV-1. Genital herpes is usually caused by HSV-2, but that's not always the case. You can get one from the other and one from the other. More H's. Exactly, right? Um, So, yeah, oral herpes is the mouth. Genital herpes is the genitals. So, again, this is something I didn't know. Once you have it, you have it forever. Which means, let's use our, put on our critical thinking hats. Lots of people have it. Because people have sex. So does that mean Usher has it? Like now? What? Does that mean Usher has herpes to this day? Usher as in U-S-H-E-R. As the goat, or as the legend, yeah. Why, Why do you think he has it? Oh, he's had herpes before. Oh, yes. Then, yeah, once you so have it, you have So does that mean he still has it? Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. Are you sure he's had herpes? I feel like we I'm can get 90% sued if you sure. come on the mic and say, Usher has herpes. Well, had. And I'm asking, does that mean does he still have? I'm like 90% sure he had it. And as we Google. All right. There was like a lawsuit involved. We might have to cut this section out entirely. Usher seeks dismissal of herpes suit. Says the plaintiff knew Usher. Well, yeah, since the plaintiff knew he he's had it before. Oh, okay. The yeah, we're not going to get into the lawsuit of this. But yeah, we, especially because we can't. That'd be too much to edit. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no claims could have been asymptomatic. Could have contracted the virus from somebody else. Yada yada yada. That's that. It gets tricky when you try to sue over these things. Yeah. But yeah, once you have it, you have it forever, and it's. This, this is, again, a, stame, a shame and stigma thing. Lots of people have it. But if I were to ask you, do you know anybody that has herpes, you probably would say no. And to be fair, that's probably not a thing you would tell people if you did have it. <laughs> but how much of that is because you're ashamed of it and how much of that is just because that's kind of an odd thing to bring up? Walking to somebody, yeah, I got herpes. Like, uh, okay, Icebre- You know, right. first day of school, icebreaker. Tell us a fun fact about yourself. So I have herpes, you know. But I like to think that there is nobody in my life who feels like they couldn't tell me that i Mm -hmm. hope they would not want to tell me that but i would i would never be um i would never judge anybody for something like that and the thing that i oh no i'll save this for our discussion of stigma right um so herpes can cause blisters Uh, most people have no symptoms or mild symptoms but it can get serious so that's the main thing when we say get tested because these things can get very very serious you know obviously that's unlikely but sorry i'm still looking for my oh you are good i have a uh, question for you too while you look are any of these just for me and the audience are any sti stds are any of them deadly yes within itself like herpes itself cannot kill you but it can lead to in very rare cases encephalitis which is brain tissue like it that's the thing about health problems, specifically with viruses, are a lot of the times when you get sick with something, your immune system gets weaker, so you are more likely to get sick with something else. I see. And obviously AIDS can kill you. We're going to get into that next mm-hmm. after we're done talking about herpes. So what a fun thing. Um, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, severe complications from HSV-1, that's the one that usually is oral herpes, are very rare. That being said, it can lead to encephalitis, which is the infection of brain tissue. So these things can get serious just because you think, oh, that won't happen to me. It totally could. Yeah. If something is one in a million, you could be the one. Your love is a one in a million. It goes on and on. Shout out. If you know, you know. But. Sorry. Um, yeah, so that's herpes. It causes sores, like cold sores and stuff. But again, it's very, very common. So people you should tell about your various STI status, your doctor, and anyone that you are sleeping with or even casually dating, or friends with benefits, or anybody you're going to kiss. Stop kissing strangers. No. <laughs> I, and I don't say that in a slut shame way. I say you genuinely should not make out with strangers because you, they could have um, latent is the word that they use. That phrase just gave me a writing idea. Stop kissing strangers. Ooh, that sounds like a good, that would be like a really weird indie band. Right. That only like that you'd be if you listen to them once you'd be in their top one percent of listeners. Hmm. Oh, speaking of which. Oh, I was just gonna ask you. You want to go first, or I before everybody jumps me, I do use YouTube Music, and it's getting harder and harder to defend because at first I used to have a really good reason, and the reason was that I paid for YouTube Premium, Mm -hmm. and that it just made sense to have my music app also be. Like, like I, I wasn't going to pay for Spotify Premium and also YouTube pre- or YouTube Music. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then they raised the cost, so now I only pay for YouTube Music because several reasons I'm fine paying for streaming services. And I think if you have the money, you should be. We are genuinely so lucky to live in a time where we can – we have so much access to music. Like, if you think about even 20 years ago, you had to get a CD – before that, you had to like hunt down records or cassette tapes. Like we are so lucky that we have access to like every song. That's incredible. So I don't feel bad about paying for that because I'm like, wow, what a privilege to live in. There are sometimes where I'm like, modern time. Not I was born in the wrong generation, but like modern times can really suck. Mm-hmm. But being able to have that much access to that much music, I am like, I have no problem paying for it, especially because the artists who make the music deserve to be paid for their work mm-hmm. so that's why i pay but yeah youtube music i used to really like now it's kind of gone downhill they added podcasts to the app don't like that they changed the way they show their lyrics which is irritating and they're doing this new thing with ai that i don't like so but I mean, yes it's and my my what i say to people when they say how do you use youtube music my sister uses amazon music and that is worse uh yeah i can't name five people that use amazon music but no, you can name one shout out my sister even though they don't do top artists on that, but they make a playlist for you. And she sent me a screenshot, and the no- the first song on there was Morgan Wallen, and I was like, "Please!" Oh gosh. Okay. Um, oh, I said her name on accident. Sorry, it's a common name. Um, what was I about to ask? Have you ever considered using Musi? It's an app. Do you or do you even know what it is? Shakira's shaking her head, so I'm gonna say no. I think I've heard of it, but I'm not gonna switch streaming services now because my I've been using YouTube music for so long Mm -hmm. that it knows what I like. Like, my algorithm, perfect. I get the perfect mix of new songs and old songs. But, yeah, okay, who is your top artist? Uh, Top five. I'm ready. So, I'm going to pull it up for my top five, but I really remember the number one because it shocked me, Drake. What? I'm like. I can't keep defending you. (laughs) What's wrong with Drake? Where do we start? What's wrong with Drake's music? The last few albums have not been good. 
I don't mind for all the dogs. The middle part of for all the dogs, I could do it out, but I don't mind for all the top dogs. Top artist? Yeah, it, I, yeah, it's very shocking. All but right, who's your number two? My top artist is also embarrassing. So. I don't. Um, I'm gonna pull up the uh, the entire list. Or wait, I took screenshots actually because I planned on posting it. So, um, top? Nope, that's not mine. That's a Twitter, a random Twitter post. This oh no, I didn't take screenshots. This isn't a, a controversial opinion that I'm not gonna express in the podcast, but. You all, listeners, should look up why Spotify released their Wrapped on the last day of November instead of the 1st of December like they always do, because there's a reason. That's all I'll say about that. Interesting. I guess I'll Google that as well, but um, let me go to my Apple Music, and as I look to fill in content more about Drake, yeah, it's so shocking because like a few years ago, I felt Drake was overrated, and then I start actually listening, like overrated in bad connotation, and then I start listening, I'm like... I'm, I'm actually a Drake fan. Because, like, Certified Lover Boy, I feel like it was a really good album. I would even make an argument that this is a very hot take. So the only two albums before For All the Dogs I fully listened to of Drake's was Take Care and Certified Lover Boy. And I, while I feel both... Take Care is a good song. I haven't listened to the whole album. While I feel both are perfect albums, I got Certified Lover Boy over Take Care. And really? people who listen to Drake, that is, like, a crazy take. Well, some people, a crazy yeah. take. But, um... As I go to... Before oh, okay. we get talking too much about Drake, we're just going to give our top five and our top songs, talk a little bit more about it, and we will get back to the topic, you guys, I promise. Definitely. So my top five was Drake. By the way, so my minutes are significantly less than a lot of people posting their uh, minutes. Like, my with Drake, the highest minutes is like 823. No, no, no. What's your total minutes? Because uh, I... I'm, how do you check that? I don't say know. total artist. I don't think it show you total minutes. Oh, but either no, it way, does. like I've you seen, listen for because I've seen people with genuinely insane stats. Or in my play, it give me a total minutes for my playlist, which is twelve thousand one hundred eight. But oh. as far as individual, like I've seen people at they top had like thousands of minutes on their artists. My, but, I don't have thousands of minutes on my top artists. My total time is twenty six thousand four hundred sixty nine mm. minutes. So for my top five artists is Drake. And then the next three are artists who make music. It's uh, a subgenre of hip hop called nerdcore. So it's about like anime. Or it's pretty much anime rap, but if they, it could be like games. Three manga. of your top five are yeah. anime rap. Yes, Anthony. <laughs> so the artists name are Rustage, Fable, and Dizzy Eight. And then and who's the fifth? Little Uzi, which it just barely. The other day it was Juice World, but Uzi beat Juice World by two minutes as of right now. So. Okay, mine are, this is this is the third year in a row that I've gotten this person as my top artist. I don't know how it keeps happening. I'm not a super fan of hers. She has never made it into my top songs, ever. This sounds like Taylor Swift. I don't know it why. Is. I'm about to say it sounds like Taylor Swift. I don't Swift. <laughs> understand how I keep getting this. We are never, ever, ever. And I will explain why I think, I definitely know why it happened two years ago. Because the red, it's based on minutes, and I think it should be based on number of times you listen to a song, because mm. the All Too Well version is 10 minutes, and I think that throws it off. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Taylor Swift is my top artist. I don't dislike her. I think she's overrated. Mm. I think she's a super talented songwriter. I think she gets, mm, yeah, I, th I do think she's, not as an insult, because she's got a lot of great songs. Obviously, she's my top artist. I listen to her a lot. I don't listen to any of her songs on repeat, because I don't think any particular one of them is like amazing. Mm -hmm. So she always is my top artist, but she's never in my top tracks because she just has such a large discography. I'm also a big fan of 1989, which I listened to a lot this year. Mm. So my top artists are Taylor Swift, okay. Olivia Rodrigo, okay. Megan Maroney, that's Don't a country, country singer, okay. Ed Sheeran, who I okay. love, 
and Maren Morris, who is pop country. I prefer her first album because it's more country, but her new stuff is good too. Mm. And then my top songs are One of Your Girls by Troy Sivan, Watermelon Moonshine by Lainey Wilson, I'm Not Pretty by Megan Maroney, Tennessee Orange by Megan Maroney, and 29 by Demi Lovato, which is an incredible song. But I think I've gotten better because this is last year my top genre was country and this year it's pop again. So I do listen to a lot of country music. Do they give you top albums? No, I wish they did. So mine, it's so funny. So first one is The Pink Tape by Lil Uzi. Um, second one is Nostalgia by Raw Wave. I'm very surprised that's not first. And the reason why I said it's so funny, the third one, for all your, for all the dogs, Drake. And okay. I, that one, I'm like, why? And I had to sit and think. I'm like, I, I guess I guess it makes sense. But four is uh, Utopia by Travis Scott. And then fifth would be Gunna, Gift and a Curse. And okay. it goes on. To, well, what's to 10, crazy but. to me, my top track was One of Your Girls by Troy Sivan because I'm a big Troy Sivan fan. And I have mm-hmm. been. His first album... Not his first EP, his first album, Blue Neighborhood, came out at a very critical time in my life. You know, when you're 13, <laughs> it meant a lot to me. I watched him on YouTube. I remember vividly, he made a trilogy, three music videos for songs from the album that like went together. I remember watching that those music videos and like dissecting them with my friends and being like, the guy he cast to play his love interest was just like Connor Franta. <laughs> so shout out Connor Franta. Sorry that people shipped youtubers in real life like that wasn't insane to do <laughs> but my top track was one of your girls by choice it came out on october 13th wow. they they stop collecting data at a certain point they don't collect all the way into november like mm. i think it stops at the end of october mm. i'm like fairly certain because they need time to compile all your stuff my first listen was october 13th i listened to it 39 times in less than a month wow it's an incredible song. I no shame over that. I just think it's insane. Um, yeah, so those were our Spotify wrapped. Hmm. Back to the topic. I wish we had like little music that we could play. Like this has been Da-na-na-na. the Spotify wrapped. I was section usually, of the podcast. As, at least because I watch a lot of podcasts, or I listen to a lot of podcasts that I can also watch. Is and they have YouTube. Uh, like they make YouTube content. Like they record themselves while they record. It's usually never music that has those transitions. It's either uh, um. A random, it's not random, but they put in an ad that they do, like a sponsor, like this is mm. podcast sponsored by blah, 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 blah. Or they just say it, like this has been uh, like the Spotify okay. rap Okay, there segment. we go. This has been a brief takeaway from our from STDs and SDIs to talk about music because I'm a big music person. If I were a sim, I would have the music lover trait. <laughs> I've made myself as a sim and given myself that trait. Uh, stop laughing. You know I love the sims. I actually didn't know that. I saw like it was on your computer. I'm like, she plays Sims too. Mm-hmm. Are you like one of the people who play it like for crazy reasons that be making people like no, die? No, I or... am. I play it in a very boring way. I have never killed a Sim. I've never had an evil Sim. All my Sims are just good people who do good things. It's so boring. Oh, so you're a regular human? Like, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Well, no, <laughs> my sister. Shout out my sister again. She plays Sims in the worst, most insane way possible. Oh, like GTA. She only plays as herself. Right. Even so, I haven't heard. No, literally. That's not that one. I like, never heard of that. It's like the YouTube music and her Amazon music. Like I say something and people are like judgy, and then I'm like, wait, she's worse. I'm just kidding. I love you. Mm-hmm. Um. So she, yeah, she makes herself as a sim. Okay. Only plays as herself in various saves, and it's always her marrying a different hot guy and living in a super giant house with a ton of money. At least she consistent. <laughs> right. But here's what else you have to understand about her. She bought, we have, we have the same Sims account. She doesn't play that much anymore because she has a full-time job. She works very hard. 
She bought all the expansion packs. What's the point of buying <laughs> the packs if you're not going to use the content in the pack? Those are expensive. And shout out the Sims and people who play the Sims because when they when y'all make characters, especially if y'all selves, it's very accurate. Oh my god, I, I made my house and it looks dead on. Like I showed it to my dad and he was like, "This is great." And usually he's like, "Stop wasting time playing video games." Mm. But uh, yeah, my Sim self is very very accurate. I have, have yeah, she's me. great. I will, I will. But to end on, I guess to, to end back on topic. Yes. Okay. We're gonna. I'm gonna zoom here. Um, one thing that I think a lot of people should know about is the difference between HIV and AIDS, because a lot of people don't know that. And it's sad because they're like, if you would say STD stigma is at like a five in this country, AIDS stigma is at a 10. I don't care that it's been 40 years since the initial outbreak. It is still at a 10. And the reason that AIDS is so stigmatized is because, and the reason why it took this country so long to act, even though it was a health epidemic, is because, especially in the 1980s, AIDS primarily affects gay men and intravenous drug users because it's okay. heroin. Yeah, I hear you. Like, if you do coke, you're not an intravenous drug mm. user. Um, it's also a fun word to say. Yeah, that's why I'm, I was giving you props. Okay, Thank you. Uh, so, like, for example, heroin is an intravenous drug, and people share needles. Um, so if, if you share a needle with somebody who has HIV, you will likely get HIV. And there are programs, a lot of programs in this country who do like needle exchanges where you can get clean needles, but a lot of people are against them because they're like, you're promoting drug use. They're going to do the drugs anyway. Probably. Yeah. Sorry to say. Um, yes. And I, nobody deserves AIDS. Nobody deserves to die Yeah. because they make a choice that's not great. That's insane. Yeah. It's very you, Like dr drug addicts deserve death. No, of course they don't. Don't be ridiculous. Yeah. Addiction is a disease. I feel very strongly about this. Um, That's a whole nother conversation. Really? So, yeah. Wait, I had a tab open on the difference because I wanted to make sure I got it absolutely right. Because I, I know this, HIV is what leads to AIDS. Mm -hmm. So HIV is human immunodeficiency virus. It infects and destroys cells of your immune system, making it very hard to fight off other diseases. When, it, when your immune system gets weak enough, you get acquired immunodeficiency syndrome, which is AIDS. The D is immunodeficiency, even though it's all one word. Um, because HIV works backward to insert its instructions into your DNA, it's called a retrovirus. If you've ever heard the term antiretrovirals, um, that's like drugs you can take. Yeah, so AIDS is the basically the finality, the end of HIV. People with AIDS, they have very low white blood cell counts. Um, without treatment, HIV infections progress to AIDS in about 10 years. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, thanks, after lots of medical research in the past, and the, the many years since, it, like the big outbreak in the 1980s, um, not not everybody with HIV will have AIDS. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to look up what your odds of dying are. If you guys have ever seen Rent, have you guys seen Rent? I haven't, but I'm very aware of what it is. I've seen the musical <laughs> and the movie. I saw the musical live. It was super great. Um, hang on, sorry. A pretty sad premise of that uh, play, by the way, or movie play, whatever it is. Like, wow, that's... It's based it off of good, like, this but... old Italian opera. Oh, who knew? 
Right? Actually, that's kind of a well-known fact. In the opera, it's the plague, though, in the in the movie, in the musical. And another reason the movie is great, it has, with the exception of one character, the exact same original main cast as the musical. Mm. And the guy who plays Mark has incredible diction. If you guys listen to um, What You Own, that song is where you can hear it the most. He's like, don't breathe too deep. Like, he nails every There's concert. a song called What You Own in a movie called Rent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is a fantastic movie about a very serious topic yeah. that really humanizes all the characters. Um, it has beautiful love songs. And it's it's real. Like, usually, uh, not to spoil it, but usually certain things have, like, happy endings. And it's like... Uh, yeah. Take a pause. Like, mute us for, like, ten seconds if you haven't seen it. Angel... Oh. <laughs> I want to give them time to mute. Okay. In the... With the character named Angel, who is... Um, I, I am fairly certain that he is written as a gay man who does drag and cross-dress. I mm-hmm. don't think the character is intended to be a trans woman, but some people interpret it that way. Totally fine. That's the whole point of art. Um, dies of AIDS in the end, and it's very sad. It reminds me of one of my uh, favorite movies I've ever watched, The Fault in Our Stars. That's and one of your favorite movies? I'm surprised by that. It's a, it's a good and emotional. I'm, I'm no, it's a good. I'm surprised. Yeah. And it's like, what gets me, the point I'm relating it to Rent, is that one of the, do one of them die or both? For, like, again, Mutus, if um, you have uh, Angel it. dies and then, oh, what is her name? Mimi almost dies at the end, but mm. she is, she makes it. Let me make sure I'm thinking of the right uh, movie, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure I am. But um, So deaths from AIDS and HIV are down. From what they used to be in the yep, 80s. Definitely. They, yeah, this, have, I love this movie. I gotta rewatch. They have, they have gone down. But to say, and this was, if you guys have seen the TV show Golden Girls, which was on in the 80s and the 90s, this was a big deal. Blanche, who is my favorite character, gives Rue McClanahan, is the actress, God rest her soul, she gives this sort of speech to Rose, Betty White's character, because. Rose got like a, a blood transfusion at the hospital and they alert her like, hey, you may have been exposed to HIV. And that's the plot of the episode is her panicking and freaking out and she doesn't have it at the end. But what one of the things she says in her panic is, I don't deserve this, I'm a good person. Mm. And again, this was huge for the time and this is why Golden Girls is actually an incredible show because given the time it was, in, it was made in, it is incredibly progressive and it holds it very well, also hilarious. Uh, Rue McClanahan's character tells her, AIDS is not a bad person disease. AIDS is not a bad person, a bad person's disease. It is not God sending punishment, which was a very, very well-believed theory at the time. A lot of people thought and still think that AIDS was a disease sent by God to punish gay men and drug users, which is... It's an opinion. If you hmm. can say F boy, I can say that that is bat shit. I thought you was gonna say bull. What bat? It's, I like saying. <laughs> I like that word. Shout out COVID. But anyways, um. No. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, Golden Girls. That's Betty White, right? Because I was yeah. gonna say thank you for being mm-hmm. a friend. Now yeah, it's a. Sure vi- it's right an one. incredible show. Also, no, Dorothy's insults make me laugh. Show, R.P. To, R- that you guys should watch that's around the topic of HIV and AIDS. Pose. Go Pose. How do I spell Pose. that? P-O-S-E. Yeah. Check it out, listeners, and also me. Shout out Shakira if y'all can hear her. But, She's incredible. Um, we love Shakira. We do, we do. All right, also, RIP to Goat Betty White, man. Yeah. Yes, Betty White was lovely. And she's that show is so... I, I think it's interesting how people beef up Hollywood drama 
for example, she and the actress who played um, Dorothy, which is another character in the show, the actress name, they're, they've all passed away, uh, was B. Arthur. B. Arthur is a great actress. They, like, didn't always see eye to eye mm. because Dorothy was, like, B. Arthur was consider, considered herself, like, a more serious actor is how she would probably say it. Mm. I didn't know her. Um, and she would stay in character in between takes. Whereas, well, no, that's not uncommon, actually. It's just kind of uncommon for a show that was filmed with a live audience, like mm-hmm. Golden Girls was. Mm-hmm. Whereas Betty White wouldn't stay in character, and she would, like, talk to the audience. So, essentially, they didn't always see eye to eye on certain acting premises. From the stories you would read about them, you would think they hated each other. They didn't. They might not have been best friends, but you don't do nine seasons of a show with somebody. If you despise them, you would leave well, the, the show. money good, you do. I know, I'm joking. Well, yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> but with the at their age yeah, and the stardom that the three of them, four of them, if you include Sophia, that's the character's name. I forgot the actress' name. Um, that they had at that time, there's kind of no reason if you really, really hated somebody to stay with them yeah. on that show for that long. So, yeah, they probably weren't best friends. They probably might have gotten in fights. They didn't see eye to eye all the time, but they did not hate each other. And I... That's not relevant, but I want this kept in because I need people oh. to know that I feel very strongly about this. Mm-hmm. And Eddie I d- White and B. Arthur did not hate one another. Yeah. Just didn't really get along. And so. I also just thought of another thing, even though it's, it's our podcast, we can do what we want. But since that podcast is about love and sex, and usually love when the context of like loving people. Romantic love. Romance, romance love. But we love talking about these type of things. Oh, my God, yeah. So it relates. <laughs> I could talk about Golden Girls for hours. So that episode was really groundbreaking when it comes to stigma around AIDS and HIV because of the the stigma exists very strongly now, but even stronger back then. And her saying that was huge. Also, the show had a very large gay audience. There's this video essay I watched about the entire thing. Oh, my battery's dying. About the um, that particular monologue in the show and its gay audience and... I, you know what, I am going to look it up because I think if I mention it, I should say, you, Anthony, you can just talk about your thoughts on anything we've discussed so far. And while you were talking about that, I wanted to mention, I forget how this even, the conversation even started, who I was talking to with, but um, it was a conversation about AIDS and it was around the time, I forget, like the president or whoever it was. Ronald but, Reagan. Oh, and I, if you probably know what I'm talking about, the guy who like, I think it was a kid or somebody with AIDS and like they like touched them. And, oh. like, it showed, like, it's not, like, a touch disease type thing because well, people didn't even want to touch. And, like, it was around the time Magic Johnson and all that thing. I'm pretty sure it was around the time Magic Johnson had HIV. I don't think he had a – did he have – he had a he, computer right in front of us, but pretty sure he had uh, – You are not thinking of Ronald Reagan because yeah. Ronald Reagan would never have done that. Oh, okay, um, yeah, I guess that was You are thinking of Princess Diana. Oh, oh, yeah, of course. That's why people love That's That was one of the things people loved her, yeah. She was wonderful. Princess Diana, yes. Spice. She shook somebody's hand without a glove, and mm-hmm. it was a huge thing. Magic Johnson did not have AIDS. Or have AIDS, he had HIV. HIV, okay. Yep, yep, yep. Which is yet another reason medication is so important. And as this is the case with a lot of STDs, but particularly um, HIV, early treatment, early detection is always the best, Mm -hmm. which is why you should get tested regularly. And this is something my gynecologist told me when I saw her yesterday. I mentioned getting the painful pap smear. Mm -hmm. Zero out of ten. Um, But she talked about how you should get tested. Our age group is recommended to get tested for, I think, gonorrhea and chlamydia 
every year, once a year, even if you're with the same partner and even if they're faithful because, one, people lie. Yeah. And, two, I trust my partner very much, but I would never put my trust in somebody else above my own health. Yeah. Shout out him, by the way. I can't wait to see him tomorrow. I don't know if he's coming tomorrow. He's invited, and I told him he's invited, but I'm ninety. I'm not sure if he can make it. We're having a holiday party. Cut the episode. Shout out his boyfriend, man. That's that's what's up. We uh, call him Mike because yeah. Chicago called him that once, even though that's not his name, and it was really funny. Yep. I you've accidentally said his name. I accidentally said my sister's name earlier. I don't know if that can be edited out. She does not listen to this podcast, so she will not know. Yeah, it'd be like that. I'll make sure to edit out uh, the first Mike. Name. Yes. Yeah. Again, not his name's not Mike. Um. Yeah, so get tested because your health is not something you should play around with. Your health is not something you should procrastinate with. I, as somebody who like, procrastinates a lot of stuff, financial stuff, school stuff, don't do that with your health. Yeah, they say health is wealth. It is, and life is like so precious, and you only get one unless you believe in reincarnation, in which case that's awesome. I'm not hating on your beliefs. Um but yeah, you, you don't want you don't want potential shame to outweigh your own health. Yeah. Because I guarantee you, if you develop a kind of serious illness, you absolutely will regret it and you will say, I would rather have been ashamed than have potentially died, you know? Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you have an STD, you do. That's a fact. I'm not going to say it's good. I'm not going to say it's bad because it's a fact of your life. It's not who you are. You know, be honest with the people that you need to be honest with when it comes to that. I'm sorry if you feel any shame. And know that Elfram and Anthony Brinson III have your back. Exactly. And just an important thing that stuck out to me in that statement, if you're listening with an ST, STD or STI, that means you're still here. Even exactly. with that and you're still who you are, you still can – Make your impact on the world however way you see fit. You're probably wonderful. Or maybe you're a jerk. But if you are a jerk, it's not because you have an STD. It's because you're just not a nice. Yeah. You're just not <laughs> Insulting nice. our listeners. Boom. Um, but question for you, as we're at 54 minutes, you want to just get to an hour just because? <laughs> sure. All right. Um, we, we Honestly, if I had done more intense research, probably going to split this up. Yeah, we could have. This could have been a two-parter if we oh, really, well. really wanted to. But, oh, well. I still want to do my thing at the end of the year. The end of the school year, not the calendar year, um, where I, we go back and listen and talk about things we might have missed. Oh yeah, but that could. Would you want that to be just its own episode? Yeah. Or, okay. Because I know myself, and I <laughs> think of something to say, start saying it, get distracted, and then forget. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, like example, we talked about. Um, I mentioned on our historical episode about polygamy, sister wives, and I said we'll talk about this next week, and then we didn't. Oh wow. So here are from the. CDC, to finish us out here, screening recommendations and considerations referenced in treatment guidelines and original sources. Good Lord, that's a long title. Surprised you didn't stumble when you just said it. I'm shocked (laughs) I didn't. Impressed. Uh, Thank you. So for chlamydia, women, that is people with a cervix, female reproductive organs, um, should get tested. It doesn't say how often you should get tested. Hmm. I assume this is like once a year for chlamydia. Uh, Sexually active women under 25... Um, sexually active women over 25 if at you're at an increased risk um, okay oh this is for chlamydia 
Men who have sex with women, there is insufficient evidence for screening among heterosexual men who are at low risk for infection. However, screening young men can be considered in high prevalence clinical settings like adolescent clinics, STI clinics. Um, yeah, there. Oh, my God. OK, this is a really long article. We might not have time to say all of this, but hmm. regardless of who you are, um, the sex organs you have, how you identify, please get tested. Talk to your doctor about it. Talk to your partners about stuff like this because most people, if they love you and they respect you, are not going to leave you or stop sleeping with you just because you have something that is, like, preventable. Mm -hmm. Like, if you have oral herpes, maybe don't make out with somebody. Yeah. But if you have, like, a genital STD, use a condom. Yeah. It is... It's one of the only, I think it is, it, okay, it's one of the only birth control methods that prevents STDs and STI. Because, like, if you have, um, what should we call it, an IUD, which I once called an IED, which is not the same thing. That's a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Stop laughing at me. They're, like, the same. They're only one letter off. So uh, I'll say a cleaner version of this joke just in case. But so you were saying, so you're saying the vagina was bomb, huh? That's what I was literally about to say. <laughs> I was going to wait till we stop the episode and say those words. But except that I was going to say the same explicit. word you were going to say. Yeah. Yep. I was <laughs> literally crazy. about to say that. Uh, no, if you have an IUD, that doesn't prevent STDs and STIs. So get tested, practice safe sex, and know that there is no shame in having an STD or an STI. Lots of people have them. IUDs are, I know this is a kind of random segue, but We IUDs, might do a birth control episode. Oh, we should, we should. Because I, as I'm about to say, one, I didn't know too much of the difference between all of the, like, each type of birth control and the effects each one can have. But IUDs, I didn't know, like, you could literally, like, it's something in in you. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's, it's crazy. It's in your uterus. It looks like a little T, and there's two different types. There's hormonal and non-hormonal. Oh, what's the difference? Especially since we're trying to get to an hour, we got three minutes. The hormonal one is, I, okay, the non-hormonal one is literally a physical blocker. So sperm cannot pass through to where the egg falls from. Like okay. they are separated. Okay. Um, the hormonal one, I think, is the same physical blocker, but it, there's like an additional benefit of... We're going to look this up because I was about to, I was <laughs> literally about type. to just guess and I shouldn't be doing that. Typey type type. Right. Okay. How do hormonal, it'd be really funny if my laptop died right now. How does, <laughs> yep. So and then L. you can also get, I knew a girl in high school who had the Nexplanon, like the arm thing. Oh, that's what it's called? I think that's the brand name. I don't know what the, oh my like... God, I'm like, I, sorry, I went to feel my arm and I have muscles. Crazy. Yeah, you know, you, you fit over there. Okay, Hormo hormones in the IUD prevent pregnancy. Hormonal IUDs can make the mucus on your cervix thicker. It blocks the sperm so it can't get to an egg. Mm. And then the hormones in the IUD can stop ovulation, oh, wow. which means there's no egg for the sperm to fertilize. Wow. The more you know. Right? Um, we got If we got a few more minutes, let's get back to these Spotify wraps. Exactly. Right? We got 60 seconds, but we still could get uh, some more information. And just as I... Um, Thank you to our uh, the people who listen and our fans and supporters. Thank you guys yeah. so much. You guys like, do mean a lot to us. Guys and girls and however you identify. Just being able to stick with us, especially being a new podcast of the State News Network and sometimes taking um, an hiatus due to life. 
then we appreciate you guys, especially listen to us for an hour as we uh, approach mm-hmm. uh, an hour with 59 minutes and uh, 43 seconds. Maybe you're driving or maybe you're doing homework and you need something to put on so you don't get distracted by like like a television show or something. But thanks are, for listening. Are you able to listen to something in your ear while you uh, study or do work? Yeah. I won't get it done as fast, but I can still do it. Yeah, I can, but I also, especially since someone I like really love music and I really love lyrics, I start I like zone. I am my attention span is horrible, but I start paying attention to the music. I'd be like, wait, I'm supposed to be doing something. Like while I'm just in front of the computer, be like, thank yeah. you for being a friend. Oh I, wait, <laughs> I go. I'll sing to myself sometimes. I go, like I said, I can get it. I do things a lot slower when I do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't have super loud music on or the TV on and watch what's on TV if I'm having a conversation. I am. Now that what I'm saying. my mother's daughter. My mom, shout out my mom, love her. She cannot talk and listen to music in the car at the same time. It is the damnedest thing. My mom can't either. She will turn it off or like almost like so far down you can't hear it. Same. And I don't For my mom. understand it. So with your uh, top artist music wise, does it give you like does it only give you five or how many it gives? It you? only gives me five. Would you guys Spotify users get ten? And Apple Music users get fifteen as I look uh, at it. Were you in the top listener like a top percent of any any artists? It doesn't show for Apple. Uh, I Apple was music. in the top point three percent of Marin Morris listeners. Wow. Love you, Marin. So she has her first album is so. Her, other, her later stuff's good, too. It's just she moved kind of – her songs aren't as country as her first album is, and mm-hmm. I like country music, and I think she had a really good country voice. She is – if you don't know who she is, she's the woman who sings on The Middle. Why don't you just meet me in the middle? Oh, See, oh. you do know it. I'm losing I think it's funny that she blew up for that song, whereas, in my opinion, she has much better songs. Like, she has one called um, Drunk Girls Don't Cry, which is a girl singing to her best friend saying, like, thinking that this man is going to change, that's like saying drunk girls don't cry. Because they wow. obviously do. That's, that's a bar, but that's unfortunate. But, yeah, um, I like her. And I like um, Megan Maroney, who was my number three artist, and she wrote two of my – she sang. Actually, I think she writes her own songs, but I'm not 100% sure. She was uh, two of my fo- top five songs. And then Demi Lovato, the song 29 by Demi Lovato – that I listened to around the time of the verdict on what's his name, the guy from that '70s show who was a predator. And I the don't. reason that was relevant is because Wilmer Vanderama, who is also on that '70s show, dated Demi Lovato for like six years, and they started dating when he was 29 and she was 17. So the song is called "29." She she published it and wrote it when she was 29, and she says, "Finally, 29, funny, just like you were at the time." Wow, that's... It's such a good song. That's powerful. There's a line that she says, numbers told you not to, but that didn't stop you. And then in the last chorus, she says, finally 29, 17 would never cross my mind. Exactly, it shouldn't. And I think that's interesting because I know a lot of young women who who I don't know personally. I mean, I think a lot of young women who date older men and then like break up, when they're the same age as the man who they were dating was when they first started dating... Like, Leonardo DiCaprio, famously, has never dated a woman over 25 years old. (laughs) And I know that, and that's such a crazy, like, specific thing. It is. And it's interesting because a lot of the times when men do creepy stuff, it's not a pattern. Like, like, okay, say, for example, a celebrity who's, like, in his 50s dates, like, a 25-year-old. I'm going to be like, that's weird. But Leonardo DiCaprio, I like, I don't watch his movies because of this. I mean, I wouldn't, like, if somebody else were playing at their house, I wouldn't be like, turn that off. 
if you tell me you should go see this movie, Leonardo DiCaprio's in it, I'm like, no, I don't like Leonardo DiCaprio. Why? Because he is, there's a pattern. Whereas if a celebrity who's 50 dates a 25 year old for like a year and then they break up and then he goes back to dating women his own age, I don't have a problem with that because it's just a one-time thing. Is it weird that you did it? Yeah, but it's not weird that you only do it. Whereas he, or like uh, in the 10 minute version of All Too Well that I was talking about earlier, she says, I was never getting telling jokes, but the punchline goes, I'll get older, but your lovers stay my age. She wrote that song in, I think, 2011 or 2012 when Red came out. She re-released the 10-minute version, like, 10 years later, because it's 2023, even though she released a couple years ago, mm-hmm. give or take a decade later. He is dating younger women. Still, she was right. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a whole other conversation mm-hmm. that we can have off the mic, but it, it's just weird. <laughs> So oh, there goes my laptop. She's done. And shout out the laptop. It was alive for a good portion of this podcast. It reached over an hour. So thank you to our listeners. Thank y'all. And do y'all want to? Do you want to just end it, or do you want to end like an artist thing? Matter of fact, we can ask each other. Um, who is an artist you thought would have been in your time? I was shocked Bruno Mars wasn't in mine. I was He's shocked. my favorite artist. I was floored. I was shocked Tupac wasn't yours. Oh, Tupac was on my Tupac was my number two artist last year. And he didn't even make my top five. Top five, wow, that's crazy. I know, right? I would have thought, I definitely thought Rod Wave would have been higher. And I'm surprised that, um, I'm surprised The Weeknd is not higher. But I'm surprised that Chris Brown is in the top 15. He's at 15. I'm surprised Chris Brown is at 15. <laughs> Dude, I can't, I can't keep defending you. <laughs> Uh, I guess I'll end it. Well, this can be one of the ending statements, but I'm someone, and we've had this conversation, but I'm someone who can separate the uh, art from the artist. We are polar opposites in that way. I genuinely cannot. Yeah, unless it's R. Kelly, though. That's the one exception. I, I can't. I'm not. I recently found out one of my fa- Last year, my wrapped or YouTube calls it Rewind, whatever the heck, whatever your streaming service called it. Mm-hmm. Last year, I was in the top 1%, top 0.1% of James Arthur listeners. This year, I found out he's a homophobe. He was uh-huh. dropped by his record label. Do you know how many times, like, it, this wasn't like he was 15 and he said something problematic once, apologized for it, and has been fine going forward. No. Multiple incidents of him being a homophobe. My favorite song ever, ever is Say You Won't Let Go. Like, I genuinely was so distraught by this because I really liked him and I looked up to him and I thought he was a very talented songwriter and his album, Back From The Edge, is amazing. And I'm sitting here looking at you like, who is James? He sings, <laughs> no, he sings the, um, say you won't let go. Don't put that in there. That's not a bad. You really haven't heard that song? No. I think you have. It at least from that part. Everywhere. No. Like, I'll wake you up with some breakfast in bed. I'll bring you coffee with a kiss on your head. That's my favorite song. Okay, whatever. Such a so great finding voice, out. Well, you said your voice didn't sound good. It, sounded it didn't incredible. sound good on that first part, which is why I sang more, because mm. I need the audience to know I can say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I was I very, that. very surprised. Again, don't understand how Taylor Swift is always number one. I don't get how this keeps happening. Because she's never, ever been in my top songs. But she always your top. All right, that is pretty interesting. It's so weird. So it's, but, but I mean, I don't hate her, so it is what it's going to be. Um yeah, her Olivia Rodrigo, I was not surprised by. I was surprised she was number two, but I wasn't surprised she made the top five because her album, her new album came out this year and I really liked it. Um, Megan Maroney, love her. Ed Sheeran, I love Ed Sheeran. I didn't even know that. And Ed, he's, he's dope. 
He has a song with Eminem and 50 Cent. I, I definitely know. It's, I, I love played it. it for Jada yesterday. What um, you think of it? She was like, she was surprised. She was like, it's good, it's good. I think she, I kept saying like, isn't it great, isn't it great? Which is why I think she said that. years old and now I came in the game and now it's eight years old and you remember the name. And if you thought I was good, well then I'm better today. And it's ironic how the people told me be great. I like my shows open air, Tokyo to Delaware. Put your phones in the air if you want to be rocked. You know I won't make more than I've already got. Give me a song with 50 cent in the club. You know it ain't my time to call a day again. Crack on and I'm already playing. I think I got some of the lyrics wrong. Sorry. Me too. That's why I, I, was, said, I was using my voice rather than the. <laughs> I slipped. I flipped Fifty Cent and Eminem. He yeah, says yeah. One of them first, and the other one second. I messed it up, but that's okay. So it'd be. We're not gonna do this, but it'd be funny if that was just a fade out. But that was the other thing. <laughs> that would have been so good. Don't even just say the outro or don't even outro or outro music. I like the Yeah. Here's the things you need to know. Get tested. One. That was it. I was. I thought oh. you were gonna start the outro. <laughs> outro. That's like I don't like it when people say first of all and then they don't follow up with anything else. Jada does it. She goes first of all and then she says something and I go what second of all. <laughs> it drives me. She did it in the group chat like yesterday, which is why she's the most the person that comes to mind first. I'm actually on your side of that. One because I do it sometimes, but two to there you go do, to actually there you do go. it because. It's it it is bothersome when you don't because I'll be waiting for the other point. I'm like, what's the other point? Yeah. But with that being said, we're always gonna take a deep dive, but sometimes it's good to come up for air. This has been the Going Deeper Podcast. Thank you. Bye guys.